0: To the 125 years in counting podcast. We're here to discuss all things finance, helping to keep you up to date with everything accounting, financial planning and achieving financial success.
1: Excellent. So yeah, welcome to the um, 2022 budget number 2 recap. Who would have thought that that would have happened um when we we started it at the start of January this year, but um, obviously the Labor government has come in and they've produced their own budget after the um, the coalition government got overturned back in May. Um, there's been a couple of small changes and there's been a couple of reiterations, but as Brent said before, the most part of it has been sort of a reaffirmation of what had initially been legislated before by the previous Morrison government. And there's been some major projects in the region which have been Affected by not only this budget but a few other things that happened, so we'll um recap on that as well. Obviously, the last couple of days, there's been a few major things that have happened. Um, that's going to affect most of central Queensland, I think, from there. But initially, the first thing was that they, um, the new government essentially legislated that the um annual. Reporting requirement for self-managed super funds was initially flagged to be out to three years. So, the previous government had said we're going to work towards having our SMSFs so or self-managed super funds being um, ordered every three years. The current government has essentially quashed that in the head and said every year there's going to be a requirement for a self-managed fund movement. So, that's a quite a big implication for a lot of our clients that are in business. So. Uh, from our point of view at Canars, we have quite a number of self-managed super funds um, in regards to business people who own their, their business real property or other properties, um, cetera. So essentially what that means, is it's a status quo as it is now in that every year you'll be required to have a self-managed super fund audit like we do at the moment. So a current set of accounts for your self-managed super fund audit, um, self-managed super fund process plus also the audit on top of that. So that has essentially been um, quashed by the, the current government where we could have an audit every three years um, and we're just going to stay as it is now in that every year you're going to get an audit on yourself and your fund. The next part of that is that um, they're going to limit the cash payments to $10,000. Um For businesses, so anything over ten thousand dollars wouldn't be essentially be required to be in cash. Um, You would have to have it via bank transfer or a like or a credit card payment. Um, They've squashed that in the head as well, so the ten thousand dollar limit on cash payments has been um, essentially removed. So cash payments can can happen to uh, an amount to be determined from there. So right or wrong, I'm not here to judge, but the government previous had essentially wanted that cash payments above 10000 would be illegal. That That's not going to happen anymore either um, from there. So initiatives that the previous government had proposed in relation to data sharing um, and essentially residency requirements and things like that. The, pre, the current government has said, no, we'll, we'll go without that from the time being. So nothing too major from a small business point of view or our client's point of view, but just little minor tweaks here and there on, on the back end as well. Um, digital currency. So the, the current government has essentially reaffirmed the previous government's position where they are going to track uh, Bitcoin and all the other sort of digital currencies and, um, have some data sharing between those uh, wallets and cryptocurrencies to make sure that everybody is make paying their fair share of tax on the uh, digital currency that um, is either gained or lost from them. So that's quite an important measure. Um, previous governments I haven't really said too much about the digital currency or cryptocurrency, but they are essentially making sure that um, the data sharing keeps occurring between the cryptocurrency wallets and also the government's. Um, it helps us out as tax agents um, to no end to make sure that we, we can ascertain how clients have sold or purchased cryptocurrency. just saves dramas down the track with audits and things like that um the next one is a very obscure one but also a very important one if you've got intangible assets so previously if you bought an intangible asset so an intangible asset is something that you cannot see or touch for example a uh, a business or a piece of software or um uh, something that you like a um a patent, essentially, that was the word I was trying to, to grab. Um, with the previous government, they had initially said that you could self-assess the um effective life of that intangible asset. The current government has quashed it in the head and said, no, you can't self-assess it. And the status quo occurs where you can't depreciate the effective life of a patent or an intangible asset. I, I think that's probably a good measure whereby people were purchasing software which you couldn't really quantify or determine and writing an office a tax deduction, um, that's not going to happen anymore from there. The penalty units, if you were to be in trouble with the ATO, has increased from $222 to $275. That's pretty much in line with inflation. So, um, if you're late with a Bass lodgement, or you've done something wrong with the super guarantee forms, or um if you're avoiding tax, et etc., cetera, et cetera, the penalty will increase from two hundred twenty-two dollars to $275. So um in line with inflation, and probably a good measure that's up the government from there. The two major things that have changed in the budget with this government compared to the previous government's budget. One is that the of contribution um, has reduced the age from sixty to fifty-five, where you can put up to three hundred thousand dollars per person into superannuation if you sell your principal place of residence. Um, there's been quite a fair few downsizer contributions happen, not within our client base, but across the economy. Um, from what I've read, so. They're sort of expanding that as well to include more people that want to sell their family home and retire into a smaller house and put that into superannuation. So um, they've lowered the um, the limit on that. Um, they've also extended the asset test exemption for the sale proceeds from 12 to 24 months to the pension payment and decrease the deeming rate as well. So there's a bit more information available on that with the information we sent out uh, in the email this morning. The biggest one that I can see with the budget is the FBT on electric cars. But I'm not quite sure how this applies too much, but previously if you had a, a, a staff member or somebody who was on your payroll that had a $30,000 car, Um and they had a a substantial private use on that motor vehicle, um, they would have to pay a portion of their post-tax income towards that motor vehicle. With the new budget um, from the 1st of July 2022, uh, battery, hydrogen and plug-in electric uh, cars, if they have a retail price below luxury car threshold, which is about $62,000, um, it's exempt from FBT, so obviously they're they're encouraging more people to buy electric or hybrid cars, and the FBT exemption will apply no matter what the um, what the value of the car is under the sixty two thousand dollars. So, if you were to have a client or a or an employee that had one hundred percent private use on electric car, which was worth fifty thousand dollars. It could be exempt from FBT, giving them a full tax deduction for that car. So it is quite quite a good measure from the government. It helps out if you can find a car under sixty two thousand dollars, which is the luxury car tax threshold, um, and and that could be a, a benefit if you're looking in that sort of realm from there. The next sort of Um, initiative with the boost in the paid parental leave now that was quite prevalent in the um, media beforehand but they've increased that to 26 weeks from the current threshold as well but that doesn't happen until the 1st of July 2024 so that's about 18 months away so um, that also applies to um, not just the um, mother but also the father so you're able to plan through Centrelink paid parental leave for 26 weeks. Now, I understand that's up from the previous 18 weeks of paid parental leave, um, but that's also going to cost the government a fair bit of money um, from there. The rest of the budget was really about extending the ATO compliance, so i.e. making sure that the budget was able to collect tax more tax from people that won't do the right thing. So both in the shadow economy, the tax avoidance tax force and the personal income tax compliance program. So previously the tax office had come out and said that they're looking at rental property deductions as well as um, also workload deductions. And um, from there, they're really looking at people that are over-claiming compared to what they're Current statistics say is normal for that um, income bracket. So, for example, if you're a um, government worker, they would expect that XYZ would be claimed from there. Real estate agent, you would have this sort of amount of claims. School teacher, you would have XYZ of claims. So they're really starting to crack down and data match income occupations to the amount that you claim and, They're really looking to do that a lot more with the personal income tax compliance program that's being implemented. The shadow economy essentially is really about um, making sure that businesses are following the rules and there's no cash payments, et cetera, et cetera from there. Um, The other big part of... The budget was more focused at the big corporate tax level make sure multinationals are paying their fair share of tax. It's been in the media quite a fair bit, um, but they are spending some money towards making sure that multinational companies are having the same effective tax rate as what onshore companies are, and their compliance regime is going to really increase based on that. The small Business owners will also receive um, an extra bit of funding based on the small business debt helpline. So if you're in trouble with a small business, there's going to be a lot more support available via business advice through the government and making sure that um, mental wellbeing and health is at the forefront of small business owners, which I think is a very good uh, policy from there as well. Apart from that, as, as Brent said, it's really much an affirmation budget of the previous budget produced by the coalition government. Um, they've deleted a couple of things. They've added just some little tweaks as far as the paid parental leave scheme, making sure that the, um, the small business um, are looked after by some mental health and also including the downsides of payment to be a bit younger as far as the age is concerned. And they are obviously the government at the moment is very much climate um, conscious. So they're making sure the FBT and the electric vehicles are really decreased there as well. So apart from that, not much else really to report from a federal budget point of view, but <laughs> I do have a few more things to add as far as what's on the horizon in, um,
0: in central Queensland. Pete, the only thing I would add is um, with the budget that probably affects probably some of my clients on the financial planning space is um, the extension of the income threshold for the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. Yep. Um, So the government estimates that about another 50,000 Australians will be eligible for that card. So basically this is really for self-funded retirees. Uh, the, the, The card gives you some concessions, mainly around your pharmaceutical benefits. There's a few other benefits that you get, like an energy supplement. Um, with the COVID packages, they got a few $750 one-off payments and that sort of thing. But most people use it for the uh, medications. And they're being quite um, generous here because as a, as a single person, the current limit is $61,000, and that's actually going up to $90,000 of assessable income. Yeah, well, that's pretty big, isn't it, really? And as a couple, it's going up from $98,000 to $144,000. So it's really going to broaden that net um, if you are self-funded on being able to get that uh, eligibility for the card. So it's worthwhile having a look at that. Uh, You just got to have a look at the income assessment on that. So it's pretty much what your taxable income is plus adding on um, a deemed income for your superannuation pension if you're in that phase so yeah
1: and, and we always try to make sure our clients are are aware of that yeah aren't they? Oh we really mate? so uh, well, yeah,
0: with with our with our standard client reviews it, it's a checking point um, and definitely it'll be running through the, the list of those that don't have it in our database um, yeah it'll it'll definitely. A lot of our clients who aren't currently eligible will will fall into that now. So,
1: yeah, so that that's really good, isn't it? So, um, a couple of other things we want to cover up on. Obviously, as part of the budget, and it's only obviously just occurred last night, but um, there is a fair bit of talk about the Rockhampton Ring Road. Um, I've seen some posts on. Social media and also through the media, that it's been delayed a couple of years to try and make sort of headway for some more money to be able to um, essentially account for the costs which have increased based on inflation um, and and the like. Um, that's going to have a massive impact on the regional economy, isn't it, Brent? Um, if that does get delayed, obviously people have have, have banked on that as far as properties concerned, businesses. Things like that, so that's not a factor from an accounting or a tax point of view, but that will have a massive impact on our economy if that is delayed by a few years. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no,
0: I agree, hundred percent agree there, Pete.
1: Yeah, so it's there's a lot to play out, obviously, with that one. Uh, We're just gonna wait and see what happens, but it is to be aware of the budget um, and, and what's happened in following day with, with regards to that. Um, there's a fair bit of talk going around uh, our town. So we'll just have to wait and see and see how that plays out from there. The other big thing that happened before the budget was concerned, but also um, what could happen is stage three tax cuts, which were essentially flagged by the coalition government a couple of years ago. Um, the current government has said that they will keep that uh, initiative, that legislated tax cut, which will happen in July 2024. Yeah, July 2024, you might think oh, it's a little way away, but it's not. It's actually two tax years away. So we've got this tax year, the next tax year, and then we're into July 2024. So the big thing with that tax cut is a simplification of the tax brackets. Um, so currently we've got a few tax brackets in play, but what's going to happen is that the highest tax threshold will increase from 180000 to 200000 in the stage three. And then the income bracket from 45,000 to 200,000, we tax at 30%. So there will only be three tax brackets under stage three, which will be zero to, sorry, four. So zero to 18,000 will be zero. 18,000 to 45,000, we tax at 18%, like currently is. 45,000 to 200,000 will be at 30%. And then anything above two hundred thousand be forty five percent. So it's a massive simplification of the tax bracket, um, which will mean that there's a lot of benefits to our clients who are in that forty five to two hundred thousand dollar tax bracket range um, to be able to increase their wages or do tax clean to make sure that they get the most out of their business and their business profits from there. That's still in play at the moment. Um, Never say never as to how it goes, but we're still looking at that in the coming years, and we're getting a lot of questions from clients as to whether or not how it applies to how it helps. But it does help quite a fair bit from that as well. The other thing as well is a reduction in company tax rate, which is on the cards. So currently, the company tax rate for small businesses—that's if your turnover million is under fifty nine—is twenty five percent. That could decrease further to 22.5%. But once again, we're really waiting on the government to see what happens in the coming budgets from there. Also, don't forget that the um, instant asset write off. So, if you were to purchase an asset, which is a depreciating asset over a number of years, currently that is unlimited for a tax deduction. Um, That is still available up until the 30th of June, 2023 provided that you have that asset ready and available for use in your business at that time. Um, there's been very limited talk amongst the governments about that. So it's very important to make sure that if you are looking to purchase any um, assets in the near future, that you get that done before the 30th of June 2023, or you could risk it being a depreciating asset like it was before COVID. Anything before that could be an instant asset deduction which means an instant tax deduction um, on your tax return. Apart from that, that's pretty much everything from the budget as far as we're concerned as as accountants and tax agents. Obviously, there's a lot of infrastructure spend and um, healthcare services and things like that. But as far as tax is concerned, it's very limited um, or a limited scope of change, which... Or bad. Um it, it's definitely makes for a, a very um consistent budget from our point of view, which which is quite good, that's for sure. Brent, so are you on You to add to that at all?
0: Or no, mate, that's a very good overall update. I just said I didn't really see anything too major in the budget. You've covered most of it all very well, thank you. So um <laughs> I don't have anything further to add.
1: What? From what I read of it, the biggest thing was the FPT electric vehicles under the luxury car limit. Like, that's quite big in the future if you can buy a car under that limit, obviously. Um, definitely have a look at that if you're looking at buying a, a new vehicle or a hybrid vehicle, um, or your staff are. If you can get it under that luxury car limit and have it FBT exempt, there are some some benefits for that. I'm not saying to go and buy a luxury car buy an electric car, I'm either here or there on those ones, but um, that is quite good from a tax point of view, isn't it, mate, really? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, gotcha. Um, but, yeah, everything else is very much same. I haven't really messed with the tax rates or the superannuation rates or or anything like that, capital gains discounts and, and things like that. So, no, it's, um oh, as you said, it's more reaffirmation budget, Sort of keep going to these level 1 go from there. Do you want to wrap that up
0: mate or? Yeah I think we wrap it up yep thanks very much for everyone attending. Uh, it is recorded so we'll send out a copy of the uh, link to the presentation just if you want to go back through anything again. Um, I think most of you are subscribed to our emails so we sent that budget update out this morning in greater detail But if you do have anything you want more information on or how it may apply to you individually, then feel free to reach out to uh, your Canars uh, contact.
1: Yep. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for attending or listening and um, have a great week.